Yo, what up? It's Eric. And Jeff. From It's The Real. Also, a waste of time with It's The Real, which is now on the Loudspeakers Network. <laughs> yeah. And we just wanted to say, make sure to come to our live show at SOB's on February 23rd. Just coming up real soon. Yeah. We got Just Blaze DJing. We got Combat Jack hosting. It's yes. Nets. We are going to be rapping live on stage from our new project, Teddy Bear Fresh. We're going to be playing old songs. We're going to be playing new songs. We got special guests coming through. It's a celebration of 10 years. Of it's the real content. There's going to be girls in the building. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a rap. We're going to make history at SOBs. Your girls tour tickets are on sale right now. It's the same price as a movie because it's a movie. Tickets are on sale right now at itsthereal.com. Shout out to the Loudspeakers Network. Shout out to Combat Jack. Shout out to A King. And we'll see you on February 23rd. Bow. Internets. <laughs> Internet, you're listening to the Combat Jack Show podcast. What's up, King? Yo, I'm elated, man. You elated? West West. The West we got West Side in the building, be like, you know, cats usually, you know, we give them their New York fill. Yeah. You know, of New York legends and, you know, current events and then cats complain about why we don't, you know, service the internets with cats from the south and, you know, we've done that. And yeah. you know, but but geographically where we are, man, it's been kinda difficult, you know. You know, to really tap into, I'm saying, the lifeblood of what the West Side, you know, West Side is. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you know what's crazy? The what? first time I heard an album by a guest yeah. was in Sunday school. Sunday school? I was irritable. I couldn't st- I was like, why am I? I don't like Wait, being here. How old were you? This was had to be like, I wouldn't say 92. Okay. Um, the album was already out. But I didn't know, I didn't have any, like, connection to hip-hop other than hearing it in the house and my brothers and, and whatnot. But... This dude, he was older than me. He was this kid. He was like sixteen or something, and I'm, I don't know how old I, I was young. He's like, Yo, you need to listen to this. He put the tape in cassette. Right? Was it a cassette or was it, it was, a CD? It was, it was a Walkman. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, and I'm like, Yo, hold up. Yeah. Is dudes rapping about inner city shit? And and, and that's when I was like, Yo, hip hop is more than just. I, you hear it, it was like, All right, it's music. But this was the album that made me realize there's something else going on in this in this country. Some beyond beyond and, and, New York, and, and, beyond Brooklyn. And, and we're verbally documenting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salute. Yo, Great. man, listen, internets, man, let's not fuck around and waste time. Yeah. This is with great joy that I welcome to the Combat Jack <laughs> Show, Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what, happening, y'all? What's up, Q? Man, I'm happy to be here. Yo, man, how's it feel being here during the, the snowstorm? It feel good. It feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a real East Coaster now. You know what I mean? They can't tell me I didn't been through. I've been through it. Yo, yo, Cube, man, like 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 I said off off mic, man, I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. I remember even before King, like, spending my money. Like, New York niggas was not listening to anything exactly. outside of New York. But cats yes. kept telling me about NWA, NWA, NWA. So I took a chance because, you know, we didn't have the internets back yeah. then. We didn't have... You know, all of this information. So I took a chance and I bought the cassette. And the minute, the minute straight out of Compton came on, man, my life was changed. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. You know, like. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I feel the same way the first time I heard Melly Mel, you know what I mean? The message or something. You know, it's just life changing because you can't never be the same after you hear that. I could never be the same when I was trying to figure out what the fuck was a gat. Like, yeah. what's a gat? <laughs> you know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly. Yo, you got a movie out right now, man. Yeah, yeah, Fist Fight. Tell us about it. Fist Fight is a cool movie. You know, it's uh, 
it's me opposite Charlie Day. Uh, we got Tracy Morgan in the movie, uh, Jillian Bell, and um, we play two teachers. Me and Charlie. I'm a I'm more of a disciplinarian, hard school, old school, hard nosed teacher, and he's more of a coddle you new uh, age PC. new age yeah be your friend enabler kind of teacher and it's the last day of school they doing all kind of senior pranks and the staff is cutting back so somebody got to get fired and he make it where i get fired so once he do that what, what, like some 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 fuck shit like yeah just being a punk <laughs> snitch so i'm like yo at the school three o'clock I'm going to dot that eye. You know what I mean? Three o'clock. In the parking lot. And, and he doesn't even know what you're talking about. He knows what I'm talking about, but he don't think. He's like, we're going to fight like students? Yeah, <laughs> just like students. So it's that whole movie of him trying to get out of this fight, you know, trying to do everything he can think of from from sicking the police on me to everything to get out the fight. And, um, you know, at the end, he just got to man up. Yeah. That's, that, man that's up. crazy because that's taking me back. To school, because that's the yeah. worst shit you could ever hear in school is three o'clock, right. especially when it's early. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If it's before two, lunch, if it's, yeah. If it's, yeah. it's one thirty, you hit three o'clock. You like, okay, I got ninety minutes. But when it's ten in the morning, nine in the morning, you hit three o'clock. You know how much can go on between then. So it's one of them movies where a dude is just he can't get out the way it is. You know, you've undoubtedly established yourself um, as a success in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And you've also, you know, etched your name as a legend in hip hop. What's harder, writing rhymes or, or writing concepts for movies, man? Uh, concepts to movies. Right. You know, writing rhymes is it's fun. You know, it's like it's uh, it's it's a hobby. You know, it's something I've been doing since I was 14. So I enjoy that. Um, writing movies, I enjoy that, too. But it's a whole different discipline. You know, it's about, you know three acts and you know and it's stretching it out having these subplots and you got to have over 100 people really to produce the movie so it's just a whole different style of creating was it difficult making that shift though from hip-hop to to hollywood uh yeah it was difficult but it wasn't like impossibly difficult it was just an obstacle course you know what i'm saying so when you come from music and go into movies and if you don't, if you want to be more than an actor, they don't think you could do it. So it's all these gauntlets they throw in front of you and obstacles, and you just knock them down, go over them, go through them, under them, whatever, to show that you more than just a rapper. You know, people like to throw them titles right. on you, like he a rapper. That's all he can do. And I'm like, please, you know what I mean? That's just that's in my back pocket. I could do a, a thousand different things, you know what I mean? Give me a shot. So, you know, I just approached it like that. And um, and then I started to try to create my own projects because I felt like Hollywood ain't got too many people like me mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. making decisions. So They don't have the perspective that we have. Exactly. You know, from just shit that we go through on a daily basis. Exactly. So I felt like I need to make my mark and not just be an actor for hire. And you just sit there waiting for somebody to to put you in a movie. That that that's not proactive enough for me. Is to be just an actor who's just waiting for people to put you in a movie. It's like let's go create a movie. And and that led to Friday. Yeah, that led to Friday. That way of thinking. You know, after Boys in the Hood, I got bit by the acting bug. 
And uh, I was hanging around John Singleton. It was all good. He looked at me one day. He was like, yo, man, when are you going to write a movie? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, John, I just came over here to have a beer. <laughs> you putting all this life, uh, uh, you know, quest on me. So I'm like, man, I don't do that right rhymes. He's like, man, you can write rhymes like that. You can write movies. Trust me. Just look at the discipline and see what you got to do. So actually that night I, I left. I went to the computer store and bought this. I bought a computer. I didn't have even have a computer then. I bought one, bought all these dumb programs, and I started writing a script as soon as I got the computer up. And I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and it was whack. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> when I went to go show John, he was like, ooh, stop, okay. Stop playing. Yeah, he was like, so he just gave me notes. He was like, do this better. This don't make sense. Can't put this here. This is coming out of nowhere. And he just, you know, taught me really how to how to put it together and make it where it's, okay, this is a movie. So I wrote two scripts before we did Friday. Friday was like my third mm. attempt mm. at trying to trying to write a movie. I mean, the concept, when you think of the concept of Friday, it's really simple and it's really Very, basic. Yes. What was the inspiration for that? Um, Hollywood Shuffle, mm. In Living Color, mm. just seeing dudes who, with Hollywood Shuffle, what's cool about that is Robert Townsend, um, he made that movie with his own credit cards. Yes. He like borrowed, he robbed Peter to pay Paul mm -hmm. to make that movie. And it was cool because it was a funny movie. It was it was a movie about our experience, uh, done by us, edited by us, without interference. So I was like, man, that's that's the perfect way. So I, so me and DJ Pooh, we wrote Friday. So we was like, let's go make it. So we start raising the money, and uh, New Line came in, and they was like, man, this script is amazing. Please do it with us. We'll let y'all do it any way y'all want to do it. We won't touch it. And that was the big deal. Like y'all don't know this world. So don't come in here and try to tell us how to do it, even though we don't know how to do a movie. But don't tell us how to do it because right. we're trying to get something specific. So uh, Friday was, you know, it's like I call it a simple song, but told in a complicated way. And that's exactly what it is. It's it's a day about the day the bully get beat up. Yeah. You know, everybody remember that day yeah. when the bully get beat up. And that's what Friday is. It's just yeah. the day the bully get his, get get what's coming to him. Did you have any inkling that Friday would become such a classic? Like it's a classic. Like it's an yeah. undoubtedly a classic generation after generation after generation locks into Friday. Like you ain't shit yeah. if you don't watch Friday. Hey man, that's what we was going for to be honest. You know, I ain't even gonna lie. You know, we grew up on Cooley High and mm. the Mac and Superfly and Uptown Saturday Night and Let's Do It Again, Car Wash. Um, mm. uh, these are classics to us. You know, just like other dudes love the Godfather and we love them too. But these are our classics that we grew up on. So I'm like, man, I want a classic too. I want something where people say this is a movie I grew up on. So we was trying hard to do something that was original for the time and unique and showed a different experience than people had expected from South Central L.A. You know, people that saw Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, uh, even, a, even a movie called South Central. Mm -hmm. So they felt like we just living in a 
hell, you know, war zone. Right. And we all come from from the hood. We do, we know it's bad, but it ain't no war zone. It's not right? bad every day. Yeah, thank you. And and I remember and we have fun. Right. And I remember Mano. I always bring this up. Mano was on the show a couple of years ago. He said we all from the hood, but we all not hood. Thank you. And we all have fun. No matter where you from, no matter how bad your neighborhood is, you have fun there. And it's times where y'all, it's no other place you'd rather be. So we was like, let's show that aspect. You know, and then and, and it was in the tradition of Spike Lee mm. showing, you know, he used to show Brooklyn and made it look like jazz. Yeah, it made it look like, you know, a, a walk in the park. It was beautiful. You know, it was grimy, but beautifully presented. And that's what we wanted to do, like show something that that could be grimy, but we're gonna be funny with it, and we're gonna present it in a in a way that that it looks like candy to you. One of the things that I appreciate the most about you is you've always been uncompromisingly Ice Cube, yeah. but over the years you went from being the one of the scariest black men in America to becoming one of the most beloved without changing. Like, how does one do that, B? Um. Cause you know, like you, sometimes yeah. we can't be uncompromised. We gotta change up a little bit. Like you and Snoop, I think Snoop is the most beloved rapper in the history of hip hop. Like yeah, yeah. everybody loves everybody Snoop. Snoop. It's all. I think it's all about being yourself. You know, at a certain at a certain point, you know, most rappers usually show only a few sides of their personality to the world, and um. With movies, you can open up. You don't have to be just that artist. You can be. You can show the world your whole talent, and if you do it in the right way, then they will accept it, and they won't say, "Oh man, this dude, I don't even know who he is." You know what I'm saying? So, I just kept it 100, and you know, doing a doing a song like it was a good day. Mm. Show me. That's one of my sons favorite songs man it's my biggest song of all time biggest biggest you know i gotta do it was a good day or it's hell to pay when i perform you know right. what i mean it's <laughs> like you know it's hell to pay yeah so, so uh when i was gonna do that song man dudes was like my crew dudes that was in the studio was saying what is this what you doing Why so what happy? kind of song is this dude you can't put this out I'm they like, thought it was too soft they thought it was like you don't talk about that, Cube. You talk about the gutter, the grime. I'm like, nah, this is reality rap. This ain't no, we ain't just putting on no, you know, the worst thing we can think right. of on wax. You know, let's be real. And if if I'm, if I'm having a good day, why I can't make a song about it and rap about it and, and be real? And that's what I want to be. I don't want to be this you know, gangster rapper. I just want to be a rapper that do what I feel, cool artist that you don't know what to expect. You know, you know you're going to like it. You know it's going to be raw and hard, but it ain't going to just be a one-trick pony type of thing. You know, it's going to be an array of different thoughts and flavors and experiment, and I'm not just going to pigeonhole myself to stuff that I know work. You know, that's not what artists do. It's right. like only do what you know work. An artist is there to push the envelope, push the boundaries, do stuff that might not work. 
and hopefully have enough equity with your fans that they'll say, hey, man, come on, Q, bring it on back. Bring it on back. You get a little too far with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't feeling that one. Bring it on back. And they allow you to do that. And uh, I've been able to do that with with music and now with movies. And, you know, just doing hood movies, I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. So I have to mix it up. I got to do more than what people expect. Throughout your journeys, have you ever um, been faced with the obstacle of compromising? Like, have you been... Has pressure been put on you to compromise, and how did you overcome that? No, nah, no pressure from the outside. Right. But, you know, when you want to do business with people, you can't scare the shit out of them. You know? <laughs> I mean, bottom line. You just can't scare them all the time. They just can't be frightened, you know. And uh, I realize I'm going to these meetings, and these dudes are terrified. And I'm like— Automatically, because of, yeah. of your reputation. And they don't want to do business, because they don't know if— if it's going to get physical or they're going to get hurt or I'm like, man, I'm trying to do real business. I ain't, the streets is in the streets. I left that back for a reason to do this. So I realized, man, you know, I got to I got to make sure that when I do business, people understand where I'm really coming from. That I ain't on no tip when I'm trying to muscle nothing through. I'm just trying to do business like a businessman. So it's really fighting that rapper stigma off you. Mm-hmm. Still. Still, and letting people know you much more than that. Of course, they can see the body of work, but, but yeah, there's still people who, like, look at me walking through the doors as a rapper. Yeah. It's 2017. The hashtag right now is Oscar So Black, mm-hmm. right? Um, how is the climate in terms of Hollywood and still? Like, we talked about it a little bit, but in terms of, like, if, you've, if you really want to push something that they've never seen before, how difficult is that, man? It's hard. You know, it's hard uh, because you have to get people who might not necessarily believe in how you perceive it, you know, like your perception of the world. You're dealing with people that don't think it's like that, think it's all in some ways made up or or you brought it on yourself kind of. So to convince them that you should do a movie – that they have no idea how much, how this movie's going to do. It's just a great idea, great movie. It's not easy. Uh, but they do it for white films all yes. the time. Yes. I'm like, man, y'all put together these period pieces or these movies or these times and places and situations that you can't tell me you made money on that. <laughs> you can't tell me y'all made some money on this. It might be great. It might look good. But this is for a niche, small, little audience. Why we can't do that with black movies? Mm-hmm. Why it always got to be break the box office? Or And if my movie don't do good, see, if Straight Outta Compton don't do good, the Tupac movie don't get made, yeah. New Edition thing might be mm-hmm. on a little hold, it just might, you know, it comes down the line. But Straight Outta Compton blow up, and now everybody with something like that, you yeah. better come with it. Because yeah. the window going to start closing. Soon as something don't work, and that window's gonna close. So then you gotta wait till you do something else. Comedy, then the door open again. Everybody better run in because it's closing. <laughs> right. as soon as something don't work, right. and that's that's the thing. It's a it's an open and closed door thing. You know, speaking of which, man, because I want to jump into that. Congratulations on the success. Thank you. A straight out of Compton, man. That Thank movie you. was phenomenal, and 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 it blew the doors open, man. Yeah. Did you have any idea that it would be so huge? 
I mean, you can't. I can't front and say, yeah, I knew it. But we knew if we did our thing, that this movie could be undeniable and irresistible. Uh, it's just too juicy. You know, our story just has too many nooks and crannies and major moves from, you know, people actually dying, you know what I'm saying, to protest in the street. You know, it's like another movie. I don't know another movie that can encompass hip-hop, um, crack, um, LAPD, uh, AIDS, uh, <laughs> rags to riches, break up to makeup, um, uh, uh, did I say rags to riches? Yes, you did. I say D- David versus Goliath, <laughs> you know, FBI, Rodney King, the shadiness of the music business. You know, it's like, I don't know no other movie that can encompass all of that and be, you know, a comprehensive story that you can follow. So when NWA, you got that. Are you working on any other biopics? Um, If you can. I I don't want to say. Right. Because. That means yes. That means yes, my dude. Well, no, 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 it don't. Okay. It means maybe mm-hmm. because things have to catch a momentum and catch a rhythm. You know, it's a lot of ideas out there, but until these ideas start to fuse together and you start seeing how this thing is really going to take shape and come to reality, it's all just vague right. dreams. So, you know, it's people out there that I think deserve a movie about their journey. And, you know, we're trying to make it happen. But if you can't do it to the level of Straight Outta Compton, to me, you don't do it. Right. That's right. You leave it alone. Right. That's the bar. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what I'm amazed at, man, is, is you know, doing research for this interview. Um, there's a pattern of you continuously changing the game, like continuously changing the game, mm-hmm. you know, from, from, from Straight Outta Compton, the movie, to NWA. I want to go back to the NWA, day, NWA days, man. Were you surprised that, that album was embraced by so many people outside of Compton, outside of L.A., outside of the West Coast. Yeah. Because, you know, that album is really us not throwing our hands up, but saying, man, we ain't never going to be Run DMC. Dude, you ain't never going to be L.A. or homie. (laughs) You ain't never going to (laughs) be Rakim. You ain't never going to be Chuck D. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... Let's stop trying to be like them, and let's just do records that we know our homies going to like because we can definitely be stars around here with, with what we're saying because right. everybody around here know what we're talking about. So that was really the nature of it is just we broke it on down. Let's just do what we know instead of trying to make, you know, uh, Roxanne, Roxanne, and mm-hmm. trying to make Paid Roxanne, Ford, Roxanne, seven. Trying to make, you know, Eric B for president. <laughs> Trying to do all that. Let's just do what we do. And if we don't become big stars, that's cool. We're going to be locals. We're going to get a lot going on around here. We're going to be the We're going to be hood stars. We're going to be the ish around (laughs) here. So that was the, it was like, yo, let's just do records. I know, I know this dude buy my record. And this dude over here, this dude over here. And then it just, from there, it's like a, a fire that just turned into this, Place that just was uncontrollable that started creating its own weather and we just was like man this was the match 
that started this forest fire. Yeah. Yeah. How about when you when you realized you was getting so much New York love? Because New York That's historically the, don't give nobody love. I mean, that is the whole quest in a way. I mean, New York is the Mecca. We're outside of the Mecca and we don't ever even think we're gonna reach that point of of greatness. You see what I'm saying? We think they're professionals. Yes. <laughs> We're locals. Yeah. So when you get, we came out here. We were still locals. Easy had a one video out. We want Easy. Playing on MTV a few times. So we came out here for a seminar, new music new seminar. New music seminar. And they um, they was like, "Yo, we doing this thing at the Apollo. We want all the groups who, who are from." Everywhere in the country to come through the Apollo and jump on stage and do something. We got Biz Marquis down there. We got this one. We got that one. You know what I mean? Running all through the whole list of our favorite rappers. Yeah, let's do it. Man, we get up there. Was it intimidating? We get up there. They boo the hell out of us. We got Jerry. (laughs) They like, man, get them Jerry curls out of here. Yo. Boo, get out of here. Yo. So we going through it. Then Easy does his song where they got he got the video and then they're like, oh okay, that's that dude. Uh, yeah, okay. Now I'm starting to put it together, but it's too late now. Yeah, it's yeah. Show over. Yeah, yeah. We backstage. We like, man, mm. we got booed at the Apollo. I'm looking for the Sandman to come out, <laughs> get us. And uh, Easy's like, man, sorry. We said, man, six months they're gonna be loving us. How'd that feel though? I'm man? like, dude, please. How'd it feel? Like get getting booed? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, to get booed at the Apollo, you feel like I came to the Mecca of New York and they just kicked me. You know what I'm saying? We ain't good enough. And then we got in the elevator and uh, we was on our way. In the, in the hotel, we was on our way somewhere and uh, we saw Run. Mm. Run was like, yo, 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 where y'all from? He's like, yo, Compton, you know, we got this record. Oh, you the kid with that uh, Boys in the Hood record? Mm. Oh man, I love that record. And this is love run. This, this is, is run, run at the top of this game. Man, we love that record, man. So yeah, man, we went to Apollo. We just got booed. Man, don't worry about that, man. Everybody get booed in New York. Don't worry about that, man. They got just booed come, in New York. Yeah, just come, say, hey, when they hear this record and they really get on it, y'all ain't gonna have no problems. And he just got off the elevator, and from there, we felt bad, but it was better because we was like, I don't care if all these niggas <laughs> boo us, run like us, yeah, run like us. <laughs> We can die happy, run like it. So, <laughs> so then we, you know, we really, you know, um, kept our head up from there, and just kept doing what we doing. It next time I came to the Apollo as a solo artist, they threw money. That's when you had the white mink on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's when you had the white yeah, mink on. They threw money, man, and it was just crazy. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yo, um, did it? And when y'all when y'all cross that wall, when y'all cross that hurdle. And then y'all got the New York love. Did anything about y'all change? Yeah. My head got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, hey, when you loved by, you know, the quintessential rap fans of the world, man, you're a rapper. You you appear now. You're not a local. You you actually one of the peers, one of the guys you never thought you was going to be. Never thought we was going to be Run DMC and Rock Kim and, and here we are. They love us just as much they love them dudes. And 
that just it that still feels like a million you know it just still feel like a million bucks you know to to be accepted because money go hits go you know um popularity go but respect is something that if you lose that you 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 out the game really you back to being yeah, local. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like you dismiss. So to have that respect uh, from the community out here and abroad and all over the world is what I cherish the most. You know, it's funny, man. Like, I find myself these days, these past several years, like tweeting every now and then about how much I really miss Easy E. I never knew him personally, but I yeah. really miss him because of, you know, the contribution that, 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 that he provided to the culture and to music, man. Yeah. Can you tell some of the listeners out there that really don't know the greatness? Of Easy E, who he was, man, what he was. He he's fearless. You know, he's a he's the architect of this to me. You know, there's dude. He was the one. We was playing all kind of hip hop. He come through, bumping Criminal Minded. Mm. So all he wanted to hear was Criminal Minded. Right. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, man, this the future. I, you know that that stuff y'all doing. <laughs> Talking about, you know, girls in the biker shorts and all that, homie. This the future. So he knew what people would like if we did it right. And people, he's like, man, people don't like, people want to hear the heart. He was always hard. Got to be hard. That, that's soft. You know, I don't, so I don't know how Panic Zone got on the album. So I, but, <laughs> but he wanted it hard. He had the vision. He, uh, you know, he he really was like I guess like Jam Master J was to right. Run DMC, where it was like pretty much most of the people was in the image of Jam Master yes. J. Yeah, he was the he was the he was the image of yeah, Run DMC. He was the soul of the group. That's how Easy was. Right. Easy was the one with the money, with the sack, dressing right. He had he had everything to do it right. So, you know. um, a lot of us followed his lead as far as in the music industry and taking chances and not caring and not being uh, afraid to go there. Right. And he's just one of the smartest dudes I ever ran across. Uh, loved Compton. Compton would not be on the map like this if it wasn't for Easy e Because before, nobody went to Compton. Yeah. I mean, Compton was like, from South Central, why I need to go over there? It's a little too far away. But it's a city that's raw, you know. It's raw like Watts, and and he put it on the map single-handedly, period. And that's, that's, that's to me, a great accomplishment because, as you can see, it's a lot of talent there that nobody would ever know. Yeah. You know, you know um, your, your people telling us we got to wrap up, oh, but I got, I got a couple more yeah, questions. This is a good one. I got, I got a couple more questions, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're one of the few artists, man, that have had the opportunity to work with arguably two of the, the greatest production teams of all time. To this yes. day, I think, overall, Dr. Dre is the greatest producer in hip-hop, not just because of the music that he's, he's created, but because he's also changed the game yes. several times. Yes. And then you've also worked with the, the Bomb Squad. Yes. The Bomb Like, people forget how incredible the Bomb... People forget or don't even realize how inspired... Dre was by the Bomb Squad. Without a doubt. I mean, the Bomb Squad was, they they the standard. When it comes to sampling, 
that era, nobody could do it like the Bomb Squad. They was mad scientists. They was dudes who were more creative. Uh, they they beats uh, hypnotized you um, sonically on a whole nother level, you know. Um, and these dudes were geniuses with sampling and putting music together in that era. And you know, I know I work with Dre, but but the Bomb Squad was my favorite producers because. They was what, what, you know, we were trying to emulate in a lot of ways. You know, if you listen to Straight Outta Compton. Oh, it's it's a public enemy album. Yeah, got a lot of them same break beats. Yeah. Thump, 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 thump. That right there, the start of uh, F the Police. Thump, 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 That's Bring the Noise. That's Bring the Noise. So we using these same break beats. To create our stuff because we so influenced by public enemy. Yeah. I mean, I would even say that, you know, most people don't look at it as how you guys are the other side of the same coin. Public enemies on one side and, and NWA's on the other side, man. Without a doubt. You know, I mean, they were, to me, more politically focused yes. than NWA. But so, so we NWA, on a, a whole Fuck the Police is the most political song of all time in hip-hop. I, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, but... but you know, we got one or two. Yeah. You know, they got 30, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, our focus was just a little different than theirs. And they had, you know, knowledge of self. And they, um, you know, we were still, you know, mental zombies, you know, as far as our, our place in the world. We yeah. was just thinking the police was the biggest obstacle yeah. till we got the letter from the FBI. <laughs> and then we started to really understand our place in the world. Right. And me personally started to understand what it is to be black, yeah. you know, at that time. So these dudes helped us get over the hump with that. And um, I'm always salute. Chuck D, my favorite rapper of all time because of, of message and content is 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 off the meters compared to any other rapper in the game. Yeah. You know, um but so, you know, salute to Chuck. He 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 really kicked this off to me. It's 2017. Did you ever think fuck the police would still have if not greater relevance than it did back in the late 80s? Nah, you know, because you figure songs have their moment and you on to the next. I figured it would be 10 songs about the police that was just as strong that probably came out by by now. But, you know, it's kind of, I think what it is, it captures such a moment in time that the potency never leaves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's captured on that record. It's just, you know, so just like any song could take you back. Man, I don't remember what I was doing when I heard this. You know, them Strad Compton songs off that album, have that same ability to to teleport you back to where you was and how you felt. Last question, man. Um, who are your top five of all time? Oh God, man! I, everybody hates Jesus, this question. I do because <laughs> I got a top thirty-five. Yeah, you know, um, I mean Chuck D. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't go in order. I'm gonna just get. No, it's not in order. It's not in order. Yeah. Chuck D. Um, Karis one. Mm. Um. Just nice with it like that. Oh man. 
Jesus, man, this is hard. Rock him. Just gotta put him up there. Um, Melly Mel. Um, man, who else came with it like that? Changed my life. I'm gonna give it to LL. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to LL because he underestimated as still right as you know he was one of the most ferocious rappers in hip hop. You know the original Rock the Bells is still mind blowing of of just aggressive flow. You know, um, so yeah, they're my top five. Them them my heroes. You know, but I can't I can't leave out Ice T. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a giant to me in this game. Um yeah, you know. I got a few more, uh, but if I didn't mention you, sorry, I still love you. How do you feel being in a lot of people's top fives? I feel great. Yeah. I feel like I did my thing, you know. I feel like that I didn't waste my time. If you could still remember me and still um respect what I did and what I'm doing, man. Salute. Thank you. Yo, one of my favorite MCs from, from the West Coast is King T. Yes. Where's King T, man? Oh, man, King T, you know, he uh, he get on the mic every now and then, but mm-hmm. he he uh, he's definitely an architect of this, him and DJ Pooh. Yeah. You know, them dude, that voice and that delivering. So, you know, I wish he'd do more records, you know, but I wish MC Ren did more yes. records, too. You know, Ren. like... You know, them dudes with this, these voices should should get on the mic some more. Yeah. Um, that's it, man. But I do got to thank you. Out of all the albums you dropped, one of the most personal and important to me was the EP, Killer Will. Killer Will. Killer yeah. Will was crazy. Yeah. It's dope. Crazy. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. We did that in between albums. You know, it was like after America's Most Wanted. We had, after I left NWA, I had so many songs that I was like, dude, these are not going to waste. Yeah. <laughs> if we all can't do it, I'm going to do them. So I would I rearrange them. And, and I was doing record after record after record. I think I did records like four years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yo, 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 Q, man. Thank you. I mean, usually we do longer, but your, your people's putting the pressure on us. Yeah, yeah, I we, appreciate it, man. And and I wish you continued success. And I look forward to us doing this again, man. I really I really do, man. Well, God bless, man. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. The, uh, the basketball league. Oh, yeah, the big three is great. Professional three-on-three basketball, ex-NBA ex, uh, players only, so it ain't no celebrities jumping in it. Ex-NBA ballers, you know, it's four teams. We travel like the UFC. You'll see all the games in that arena that night. So you'll see 40 of your favorite stars playing three-on-three basketball, going hard in the paint, grown man basketball, hand-checking and trash-talking, and it's great. We got a four-point shot. Awesome, man. Uh, Allen I- yeah, Allen Iverson, Chauncey Billups, Jermaine O'Neal, Rashard Lewis, Mike Bibby, uh, Ricky Davis, Al Harrington. You know, we, we we starting to fill up the squads. That's dope, man. It's going to be great. Yo, Cube, man, once again, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Internet, you know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up, win them, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white, and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Salute. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena. Executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow. Engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.